0: This is the Reading Aloud Podcast. I'm Marisol Colette, And I'm Adam Colette. And you love us, because we love you. We sure do. And let's get to today's conversation.
1: <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. <sighs> okay, yeah, that's your part. Okay, 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 okay. okay. okay.
0: All right, okay. <laughs>
1: all right, okay. All right, okay. All right, okay. okay. <laughs> We're not all right. <laughs> no, not, not even close. Not even well, close. Well, and I reminded you that we, we've been doing a lot of travel. Like a lot. Like even this week, right? No. Yeah. No, of course. We're leaving out of town on Thursday of this week. Last week, we came back on Monday. The week before that, we left on Thursday. It's like we haven't had since March, since the end of March, we have had very few full weeks of work. And even though we're getting everything done in the week and the weeks aren't super packed as far as work, some weeks have been, but it's also, you don't have any time for anything extra, grocery shopping or anything extra, extracurriculars, exercise, HOA, which is Still not sure why you're the president of our HOA.
0: Cause I'm the president. Cause no one else wanted to do it. Oof. And this is big insight
1: yeah. to Adam, y'all. And he's not somehow not a two on the enneagram. I think uh,
0: I... seven. I think for me, it's just like there are the brain switching that I have to mm. do on a on a daily, even hourly basis, and how many things I have just going on at once i mean and so this past sunday we did i put on an ice dyeing like a tie dye with ice you can look it up if you're interested it's so cool the most
1: successful tie dyeing experience i've ever had yeah it's awesome and so also glad. maybe maybe not i was gonna say the least effortful but that's because you did all the prep work
0: point being it was like there are just so many different things from you know works and I know this is for everybody but it it com- you combine that for us in these past couple weeks with short weeks and where you're out of your routine and you're constantly packing and unpacking and then doing multiple things all that to say we are tired we're tired we're tired
1: so we're tired makes sense makes sense lots that we're holding but the big thing is is that on the day this podcast releases this is going to be the day of our transfer That'll all be determined tomorrow based on the ultrasound. But this is the day that our, we're like, while we you're are listening, in the final countdown, well, while you're listening to this, we will be transferring having that the baby. embryo
0: will be being transferred into the surrogate. I mean, it's crazy. As so if you're you listening, listening to, to
1: this, this on the day of release please send us love and prayers. And then we have a two-week wait. So feel free if you listen to this in the two weeks after, please send us love, prayers, and good vibes. It's so intense. It's been such a buildup. It was a little bit different when I did it because we decided in May of 2020 that I was going to do it. We had the eggs harvested in June and we did the transfer in July. We also had at least one more backup egg if needed and this is so different this feels so different like there's just been so much build up and it includes her and her feelings too
0: we're not at a year of having talking about this but we're getting darn close 10 months yeah nine, nine eight, yeah. eight nine months yeah that that we never this expected. has been in the world and we never expected i mean yeah and then here it is, yeah, staring it right. I've said, you know, as I've talked about this, I've said to a lot of folks like part that is gonna be one of the more challenging pieces is continually feeling connected to to the pregnancy, mm-hmm. and I think the transfer will be a time where I feel very connected to it, but throughout the pregnancy, and I mean, we'll cross that bridge when we get there, but like I look forward to going through this pregnancy in a way that's unlike any other pregnancy. Everyone is unique, but this is never a pregnancy that I ever expected going through. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the things that I'm interested to ask you is how you're feeling about that. You're kind of in the same position, different but same, as some men are, Mm -hmm. where you're not the one that's actually pregnant, but it is your baby as well. I am eager to see how we navigate and handle this and make the most of it. So that's one of the things I think will be very challenging and also is exciting, as I'm saying it.
1: Yeah. One of the things that we talked about when we thought what were some of the benefits to surrogacy was that it wasn't going to take all of my energy away from you and Neo, which has been the case. That was definitely the case in the first year of his life. And then I feel like in the last six months is when I really regained energy to be a full contributor to this family. And really settled into my role as parent with you, and be able to show up for you as a partner. Also, of course, that coincided with us all getting more sleep, and you Neo know, growing up and having more independence, etc. But it is definitely, it was definitely a top consideration of like, wow. And you had said this; you were like, just even though the whole idea of surrogacy is so different than anything I would have ever thought of. And it's really even hard to wrap my brain around. This is what you said at breakfast the day we talked about it. You were like, but there is a part of me that would be really excited not to have you in the same position you were before. The need for surgery and the difficulties that I had being pregnant, if those were to repeat themselves, et cetera, that it, it really could have the potential to take me away from you all in a way that maybe won't happen for other people. And so I just... That's what I'm looking forward to. And i just so looking forward to be present for Neo. And then I'm curious because, you know, we're still in the before the transfer phase. So in a way, taking it a day at a time. But I'm excited to travel to see her and if she is going to travel to see us, which I don't know if we've talked about that on the podcast yet. I don't think we have. So I'll I'll mention that in a second, but to see her and then we're going to have check-in calls and we're going to send her, let's not forget to send her the instrument that she's going to play the panda drum that was given to us by our dear friends, which is just so sweet because you played Neo the flute every Wednesday on his weekly birthday.
0: Yeah. And now I can't play him the flute because he's a toddler and he wants to take my nice flute and smash it when I play it. So we're going to have to wait. My flute, my flute. That's right. How do you think that you will handle the emotions of knowing that you have a baby coming, knowing that we are pregnant it not being in front of you
1: yeah i have no idea isn't that interesting though it's so interesting cuz it's so different than a lot of people experience and different than we experienced the first time around i mean it would have been different anyways because the first time around was our first baby and we were we had a different idea of what was coming
0: yeah i want there's probably wisdom out there too for folks that have adopted mm-hmm. and also of course gone through surrogacy but you know the adoption it's like you don't know I mean, maybe there are pictures, Mm -hmm. but, you know, you don't know until... And then there's, like, a human there.
1: And sometimes you don't even know that there will be a baby available until there's a baby available, which we talked about in our- It happens
0: in like a week or something. Yeah, Marcus
1: and Marsha podcast when we were doing the pandemic partnership series. They got a call one day and it was right in the middle of big life events, uh, death of a family member. And they just got the call and they were like, do you want to come? And it was in another state, states away. And they said, yes. And so they got in the car and they drove. They had no lead time. Do you think it's similar to how men might feel? Or the non. Well, that's why I brought the that non-birthing up. Non-birthing
0: parent. Yeah, I mean that's why I brought that up. That there could be.
1: Did you ever forget when I was pregnant?
0: No, I never forgot when you were pregnant. Did you
1: feel? Do you feel like seeing me pregnant or hearing me talk about my pregnancy symptoms, and waking up at three a.m. to make me oatmeal every night was? Yeah, I mean that definitely kept ha- you in reminded
0: it. <laughs> me that still felt normal, but just seeing you and seeing your body change as you, as the pregnancy progressed and being present for, you know, those appointments, being, talking about it, being in the birthing class, like, all of that contributed to the preparation. You know, it's not in me or has ever been in my world or idea that my body would carry a baby. There's a natural feeling there that, like, that's not something I've ever, like, felt like i have needed to feel you know what i mean the biggest advice that i can offer is
1: to me right to you yeah
0: yeah in in this kind of process and being pregnant yet you're not carrying a baby is that there are so many different ways to connect with the baby other than being Mm -hmm. you know and this is definitely sounding woo woo but like there's definitely like cosmic energy Mm -hmm being cultivated around that Mm -hmm. kid and seeing neo born and then being around him as a as a baby like i'm not worried about having a personal Mm -hmm. in-person reality connection Mm -hmm. with the kid Mm -hmm. right they're going to be born we're going to raise them they're going to cry we're going to get mad at them we're going to love them we're going to you know Mm -hmm. we're going to do all of those in real time Mm -hmm. things with them just like we're doing now with neo Mm -hmm. And so the ability to like, you know, physically carry the baby is meaningful, but it's not meaningful in terms of your kind of like human connection that you'll have with them. It's more meaningful in terms of the the spiritual, what it's going to mean for you and your life, How what kind of influence that this being is going to have on you and how you are connected. I'll just say spiritually through to that being to that child and you can do that without having to carry the baby now of course like carrying the baby is a whole special process and i'm not trying to downplay that in any way and it is also possible to create a connection to a baby when it's when when you're not carrying it
1: absolutely non-birthing partners are doing it all the time and then grandparents and aunties and cousins and all sorts of deep connections uh that people make, but never in a million years did I think I was going to get that wisdom from you, you know, or need it right? Mm. And how cool that is. You know, it's interesting because I've both you and I have been like, okay, what is going to keep us connected? And I think that once there is an actual baby, we're going to be so connected because you're right. That baby is now a part of this world on this earth. And we're going to be really interested to know how things are going and what's going on because we're going to want all of those same assurances that the baby's doing well that I could give you in the time that I was pregnant with Neo. So I just think it's going to change and I don't know how because right now it feels like oh it's going to be there we're going to be mentally preparing for it we're going to see her and the baby to a degree a, a couple of times but that it's going to be basically once the baby arrives that we'll be mostly connected but I, I don't think that's true I think that it's going to happen because the baby's going to be here oh My gosh mm-hmm. babe in like do you know that we'll know by at the latest the 26th of June Yeah it's a, I think the this 25th, month we will I know. No, I think the
0: first that, that feels completely crazy to me because honestly, the longer the process has drug out for us and not due to no fault of really any particularly one person. But like the longer the process has drug out, the more kind of like that suddenness has crept up on me, mm-hmm. you know that it's like because it's been like oh yeah that's still we're Mm -hmm. still in process Mm -hmm. eight months later Mm -hmm. i think at the transfer and like those the day before the day of you know those Mm -hmm. kind of things really hit you then like Mm -hmm. oh this is happening Mm -hmm. right now Mm -hmm. you know it's kind of like preparing for a wedding it's Mm -hmm. like we're all in this like doing this doing this doing this and then it like you know about a month before you're like we're getting married in a month and then it's still all Mm the stuff and you still haven't left work yet you know Mm -hmm. you're still not checked out yet and then it'll Day before, you're like, oh, my God, I'm getting married this weekend. Like, this is crazy. (laughs) This is happening right Mm -hmm. now. And then, oh, my God, I'm getting married today. Mm -hmm. And then you're standing, you're like, oh, my God, I'm about to walk down the aisle. Mm -hmm. And you're like, oh, my God, we're married. (laughs) Mm -hmm. You know, and then Mm -hmm. it just kind of happens all quickly after so much buildup. And I feel like I personally am in that kind of phase right now, like, you know, it's that it's that building, building, walking slowly up the steps of like, oh, now it's really close and oh, now it's less than a month and they'll be, oh, it's next week and oh, it's this week. and. Can you know. I
1: just say three things? One, you love weddings so much. Oh, my you God. You reference so much. our wedding and love all the time. You I, love actually, weddings I actually so thought much. that
0: so we're going this is very side sidebar. We're going to this wedding And I'm DJing it and then putting this together, I was like, you know, I feel like this is something that I always want to be open to, a a potential wedding DJ on the side, side, side project. You
1: said this was your third one. I just remember the one in Pink Hill and this one. What was the other one that you DJed?
0: Well, I throw in, I, I didn't DJ, but ours Got it. Because I did the whole I did all the music for it.
1: The second thing I want to say is can you please somehow figure out and I know that we try not to do this overbalance thing of like I have to always be doing all the good stuff because it just never works out and then you eventually drop off the wagon and need to just take some time. But like can you please not stop working out? You're like everything <laughs> about you is better when you work out. You are so much happier, and you have so much more self-esteem.
0: That is very true. But like by a well, lot. Here's here's here's, here's the by thing. By a lot. Here's the thing. I think I I think I have at least cracked the current code. I think for a long time I denied that me signing up for a race or some sort of like competitive thing
1: was motivating yeah was motivating mm-hmm. i'd be like yeah it's it's good I've but known like this. this
0: always about you uh, of since course you have you. of course you have that's yeah <laughs> you're smarter than me we all know everybody knows that but it's so funny so i've been watching a lot of comedy like stand up lately and there's this one stand up where the guy's like I've been married happily for 15 years and yeah yeah we fight a lot you know we fight a lot but one thing i've figured out is we are always working on me <laughs> we are always working on me that my wife is a she is a finished product she is done, ready to go we are not, we are, I have I am just a, you know whatever. I, blah, let me blah,
1: just blah. say, I love that so much and I, it it really hits home, but I don't think I'm a finished product, my gosh in any way, shape right, or form in, but but in, in, in those moments we are always working on you we're always working in on you. in every me. single fight, that's not true, i gotten so much better at just you have apologizing and taking things in and you know definitely I always take in what you say and take it into consideration but sometimes I pretend sometimes I pretend that I that you're still wrong and then I secretly work on those things.
0: <laughs> I've noticed that. So so yes Oh,
1: because you're so smart. <laughs> Everybody knows that even though it's a big secret that you are the smarter one Everybody knows
0: Everybody knows Yeah, I'm sure you recognize that But I think there's just something, you know, there's just something in you So what are you going to do? Well, I'm going to, you know, I'm going to continually, like, I I don't know the frequency which is motivating for me But, like, I do know that I'm going to consistently I think what's helped here is to, I've set a far-off goal Wait
1: are you gonna turn thirty eight this year? No. Yes.
0: Yeah, I'm turning thirty eight this year. What are you, baby? Yeah, you're a year and a half older than me.
1: Uh huh. So next year I'll be forty, and you'll just be turning thirty nine casually towards the end of that year. Yeah. Woof. So your fortieth two years from now. So, so is when you're gonna do your triathlon,
0: right? And it will actually <clears throat> be because I will turn forty uh, in November then it will be the next, like, probably spring.
1: Why can't you do it in November?
0: Because I, I think race timing, maybe there's a race, but the one I've thought about is in the spring.
1: Oh, you already know. So you're going to be 40.
0: So, so I'll be 40. How,
1: three years from now? Yeah. La. This is what I was just trying to say.
0: So that's the what I think is helpful is that the far-off goal. When
1: you're 75, I'd like yeah. you to walk 20 miles. Can you start planning for that now?
0: Well, that's not a good goal cuz I can walk 20 miles now. Maybe not at 75. But maybe not at 75, but yeah, I mean, okay, I'll walk 20 miles at 75. No, you're you're preparing preparing wh- my body.
1: That was this meme I saw about. I'm not pre- preparing for a beach body this summer. I'm preparing for an old lady body, strong bones, healthy muscles, you know, good skin.
0: Well, they say that in the exercise world, you know, your future self is thanking you. Mm. Um, Yes, I will continue to exercise.
1: Good. (laughs) So leading up to transfer date next Thursday, what's your week look like? What does it feel like? I mean, we're going to be out of town. We're going to Oregon. But what's it feel like?
0: Doing the things that I know put me in the best state. So exercising, as we just talked about working in my morning journal that I've been working in this year, just trying to get good rest and trying to keep my body centered. Mm -hmm. Because it's really just about having yourself in a good place. Mm -hmm. It's not about doing things that are particularly pairing or related to that specific situation. Mm -hmm. Being present. I'm not doing the transfer. I'm not having the transfer implanted in me. You know, Mm -hmm. like none of it is happening directly to me. Mm -hmm. And so my role in that. And this is where I think a lot of people miss. Like I'm not directly involved, so I don't need to think about it. I just need to quote unquote be there. But you can be present in a way that really supports the, that situation, your community, your partner, everybody involved. There, there is a better way of being present, right? And, and so the best way I can be present in this situation is by doing the things that I know put me in a really solid state of being. Those things are really important next week.
1: Yeah. For me, it's having my altar active, lighting my candle, saying my prayers, doing my journaling, being in contact with God, pulling my cards. Being um, there for her and listening to her calls and any of her needs, making sure we're on top of logistics, which is actually your job now. Being mindful and prayerful. I had decided last week that I wasn't going to talk about it for a week. And I thought that was interesting because I had gotten to this place of being really worked up around the subtle details. And finally, I realized if I step back and look at the bigger picture, each step of the way we- has been mindful, intentional, and guided. We've not made any snap decisions and we haven't forced any solutions we've just been really patient and walking Step by step, a day at a time. So I pulled back and I was like, that's the most we can do. So any detail thing was starting to drive me crazy. And I think that there are some, you know, specific things about making, about success, like McDonald's, French fries, if you know, you know, then we could, that we can do. But other than that, I was feeling like talking about it, I didn't want any more input or anybody's opinion because there's not much we could change. We were definitely in go mode. So I, you know, I talked about it maybe just a few times, but very very lightly and um, made the commitment to do that. And I'm just grateful that I did because it kept me quiet out of worrying and wondering, not asking for any advice or opinions or anything, and also just resting in that quiet place because it, it feels very liminal. It does not feel very earthly or like, I mean, even though it's involving science, it doesn't feel like, yeah, it feels very spiritual. So Especially my my writing between me and God, and I just think that that's that's where we're at. That's the best thing for me. So yeah, when this I mean that's airs, what, that's
0: what we can do, and I think that that's a good guidepost for this whole process of surrogacy as we go through the surrogacy pregnancy and understanding that we're gonna have to be. In order to really feel like we can connect deeply into this pregnancy, I think it will be more important that than in our pregnancy with Neo for us to be in really grounded, safe, healthy spots in our lives and really focused on that um, because we're going to have to be tuned in to a certain degree mm-hmm. uh, to be able to feel like we're continually connecting with this new being that is hopefully coming into the world.
1: Mm-hmm. I will say one last thing as we close out, which is that, so our surrogate works with kiddos. And she she said that one of the kids came up to her and said, are you pregnant yet? And she wrote me and she was like, she said that. And then she was like, yet? Yet? Oh my gosh. You know, she's got two kids, but they're older now. And, you know, she's not in the place to be wanting to have another baby. And also it wasn't like, are you pregnant or anything like that? You know how kids can just make up crazy stuff, or and, but he was like, Are you pregnant yet? I was like, Gosh, they're so close to the womb, they're you know, they're so young and close, and they don't have they haven't shut down all those cool neural pathways that give you more access to information. Life hasn't and,
0: beat them down, yeah. Yet. And yeah.
1: I was just, Oh my gosh, she was like, In her mind, she was like, What do you know? What do you know? Because <laughs> nobody knows, nobody knows, nobody knows, <laughs> nobody knows but her family, so it's just amazing. Yeah. So very cool. That's that's a good sign to me. One of many. Lots of people dreaming about the baby. Lots of people mm. asking me about it out of the blue. Yeah. Yeah. It's good. Mm. All right. I love you, babe. I love you. Say our prayers for us, please. Send us good vibes and love.